Hello and welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today Rabbi Schneider will take us across the pages of the Old and New Testament to share God's purpose for all things. Well, it's easy to say that God has a good plan and purpose for our lives when things are going well. But what about when we're in the fight of our lives and things are not going our way at all? What then? How do we reconcile the goodness of God with our current reality? Well, those are the questions that Rabbi Schneider is going to address as he continues our study on journeying through the Book of Romans from the forest of Colorado. So let's get started. Here is Rabbi Schneider. We're continuing our study in the Book of Romans today, chapter eight. And I just got done last time talking about how Paul is explaining that even creation itself is groaning due to the power of sin. And Paul is talking about the fact that creation itself is longing for the day that God manifests his glory to the world at Yeshua's return. So listen what Paul says, for example, in verse 22 of chapter 8. For we know that the whole creation groans and suffers the pains of childbirth together until now. And so what he's saying is that even now you look, for example, at the oceans, the pollution in the oceans with fish dying. You look at some of the things that are taking place in the ecology of the world and how things are out of balance. Just there's disruption even in nature due to the power of sin. And somehow the earth itself is longing to be set free from the powers of corruption. There's somehow like a soul not the type of soul that you and I have, but there's something similar to a soul, even within the earth, that's longing to be set free at Messiah's return. And Paul continues along this crying out of creation to be liberated in the spirit at Yeshua's return when he says this in the 23rd verse. And not only this, but also we, you and I, ourselves, having the first fruits of the spirit, the spirit living in us, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting eagerly our adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. In other words, there's a longing that we have. And for many of us, the older we get biologically, the more we long for the redemption of our body. What Paul is talking about is that as we age, You know, we start to recognize the effects, obviously, that aging has had on our bodies. And the body, the Bible says, the body is wearing away. And so what Paul is saying is that we're longing for the redemption of our bodies when this mortal body will be done away with and will be given an immortal body where there'll be no more sickness and no more pain. This is our inheritance, beloved. We're waiting to be set free from the pain in our earthly bodies. You're gonna be freed from all that. You're gonna be given a new body at Yeshua's return. And this is what Paul is talking about here. This is the hope we have. And beloved, this is reality. This is reality. We are gonna be free indeed. This is our victory, beloved. Keep on pressing on. Keep on fighting the good fight for you have a glorious and future inheritance that's awaiting you. 
Paul continues on. For in hope, see, so what I'm talking about here is a hope. We're waiting for our bodies to be set free. We're waiting to enter into this reality that eye is not seen and ear is not heard because it's so glorious. Paul says in verse 24, for in hope we have been saved. But hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he already sees? But if we hope for what we do not see with perseverance, we wait eagerly for it. What is Paul talking about here? He's talking about what we're doing is exercising hope. In other words, no one hopes for what they already have. Let me put it this way. Faith is for the present. Faith is for the now, but hope is for the future. Faith is the conviction of things hoped for, the scripture says. So Paul says a lot of our walking in the spirit has to do with hope. The Bible says everything's gonna wash away, everything else is gonna fade away, but three things will endure. Love, faith, and hope. Faith is exercising what is God's reality in the present. Said if you have faith and say to that mountain, be moved and it'll be cast into the sea, it'll be done and nothing will be impossible for you. Now, some of you say, well, you know, I tried speaking to that mountain that I saw in Colorado when I said to that 10,000 foot mountain, be moved, it didn't go anywhere. And you're wondering, how does that work? But Jesus is using the mountain as a symbol. As you encounter obstacles in life, as you face those obstacles in faith, rejoicing continuously, having faith that God's gonna get you through that mountain and over that mountain, it's gonna be moved, it will. Faith is exercising your confidence in God's presence now. Hope is looking forward in anticipation towards something God is gonna do in the future. And so what we just got done reading about, beloved one, is what God's gonna be doing for us in the future the inheritance that we're gonna receive and the bodies that we're gonna be given. And then Paul continues on. In the same way in verse 26, he's switching subjects, but he's just talking about all that we have in Messiah. In the same way, you have this in Messiah, he says. The Spirit also helps our weakness. In other words, in addition to all these good things you have, God's a good God. I want that to just resonate with you for a moment. We're talking about, beloved, good things here. I mean, this is a good day. All the good things that God's done for you, how he loves you and I. He's made us his sons. He's given us an inheritance. This is a good God, all these good things, the destiny we have in him, the future we have in him. He's going before us, looking out for us, protecting us, working in our life. Then Paul says, In the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. What's going on here? Paul is saying, as you're waiting for your inheritance, as you're waiting for the things that you're hoping for to materialize, as you're waiting to go to heaven, know this, Paul says, God's spirit that lives inside you, he knows everything about you. 
He knows everything that's going on in your life. He knows everything that's going on in your body. He knows every little movement of your soul and of your makeup. And he's praying for you. God's spirit that lives in us is so connected to us, so much loves us that he knows every one of our circumstances and is involved and knows what the outcome should be. He is interceding through us to the Father. You've got somebody that's always praying for you. And the one that's always praying for you, beloved ones, is the spirit of Jesus that lives inside you. It's awesome to know that there are people praying for us and we ought to pray for one another. But you know what's even more awesome? Even if there's nobody that's praying for you, God's spirit who lives in you knows every single one of your needs and he, beloved ones, is praying for you according to the will of God. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and Rabbi will be right back. But first, let's check out a new way you can connect with the ministry. Start every day with a faith boost. Be equipped to overcome your obstacles and challenges by beginning each morning with an anointed word from Rabbi sent directly to your inbox. To start receiving yours, simply go to rabbidevotion.com. Did you know that this ministry is all about preparing the way for the inevitable return of King Jesus? Well, it's true, and we'd love for you to partner with us in this life-changing mission today. Together, we will change lives, not just locally, but all over the world. To support this team, call 800-777-7835, or you can visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And now here's Rabbi Schneider. Let's continue on. Verse 28. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Now, let me make a comment. Romans 8, 28. This is possibly one of the top 10 most familiar passages in the New Testament. And even people that don't believe in the New Testament have a mantra where they quote something like this. Oh, it all works out for the good. Uh, There's a plan for all this. But sometimes we miss the point. The point is not simply that God causes all things to work to good and we leave it at that. There's more to what God means here. So let's read Romans 8.28, which I just read, but let's read it in conjunction with the next verse because the next verse explains what the Lord means here. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his son so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. What is the Lord saying here? He's saying every single thing that you and I go through in life Externally, in our circumstances, in the realm of spiritual warfare, in the realm of relationships, even what we experience in our body, the Bible says God's causing all that to work for good. And what is the good that He's causing it to work towards? 
he names it in verse 29, that we would be conformed to the image of his son. Listen again. I want you, as I read it again, I want you to listen how Romans 8, 28, that God causes all things to work together for good. I want you to understand that when the Lord said that, he doesn't mean that, you know, for example, if you lost, let's say, your favorite necklace, if you're a woman, that God's going to replace it with an even better necklace. He might do that. But maybe the necklace that you lost was something that had been in the family for years and it really can't be replaced. So what does the Lord mean when he says God causes all things to work together for good? What the Lord means is that he's going to somehow use that loss that you experienced through the loss of that necklace to bring you closer to him, to bring you into deeper connection with his heart and with his call upon your life so that your loss of that necklace, although painful, God's going to use it for good to make you understand that at the end of the day, he's your only source, he's your true family, and he's the only one that's permanent. So listen again as I read Romans 8, 28, 8, 29 in context. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, notice how what I'm reading now connects to him causing everything to work together for good. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined, he planned in advance, he predetermined those whom he foreknew. What do we mean by foreknew here? It means he foreloved you. He knew you in advance in an intimate way. Jeremiah said, he was chosen from his mother's womb. We read in the Hebrew Bible that when a man married his wife, they had intimate sexual relations, and the Bible says, and he knew her. So the Bible says that when you and I are foreknown, when God foreknew us, it means he knew us intimately, even before the foundation of the world. He chose us, according to Ephesians 1, and foreknew us intimately in him before the foundation of the world. So once again, those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. So Paul was speaking, those of us that were foreknown, chosen in Jesus by the Father before the foundation of the world, predestined to be his, even before we were born, God says everything, beloved ones, that happens to us in our life, the good, the bad, and the ugly, God is using it all to move us towards his destiny for us, which is to be conformed to the image of his son. You see, the beautiful thing is nothing is wasted in our lives. Nothing is ever wasted. Sometimes we experience things and we think they're just like a total loss. We think I really missed it. But you know what the beautiful news of the gospel is? Nothing in our life is wasted. Not a second, not a moment, because God can take all of it, redeeming it, to move us forward in his purpose. He transforms everything that we go through to be used for his purpose, to conform us to the image of Jesus. And that's what our destiny is, beloved, to be conformed to the image of Jesus. Listen again. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined 
to be conformed to the image of his son so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. You know what it's like to be conformed to the image of Jesus? You are completely, beloved, separated from everything that would disturb you. To be conformed to the image of a son means to live in perfect harmony with God. This is where we're going. It means that nothing will shake our peace, that we'll walk in perfect unity and harmony with the Father, that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart will always be pleasing to him, that we're so innocent, so childlike, so powerful, so free, so complete, so satisfied. I mean, it's beyond anything that we can comprehend. This is who we are, beloved, and this is where we're going. Paul continues on and he says this, whom he predestined, he also called, and whom he called, he also justified, and those whom he justified, he also glorified. There's a progression here. Paul begins by saying, those who are called according to his purpose. So Paul says is that you and I that are called according to his purpose, we're predestined. Okay, so verse number 28 speaks about our being called. And then verse number 30 says that those whom he called, he also predestined. These whom he predestined, he also called. And these whom he called, he also justified. And these whom he justified, he also glorified. So God chose us in advance. And because he chose us in advance, he called us and predestined us to himself. He brought us to himself and then justified us through the shed blood of Jesus. And then he glorified us in his son. This is all the working and the doing of God lest no man should boast. This is all about the grace of God, beloved, operating in your life and my life. Because from him and through him and to him are all things. And the only response left for you and I is to fall on our knees, to receive it, and to say, thank you. Father, we love you today. Father, thank you for all these things. Thank you for being our daddy. Thank you that our salvation is secure in you. Father, thank you that you said you complete the work that you began in our lives and conform us to the image of your son. Father, we give you our lives right now. We open up our hearts to you and we say, King Jesus, have your way and be the Lord in and through our lives. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Our Bible teacher is Rabbi Schneider, and we've been talking about God's purpose for all things. And if you would like to know more about making King Jesus the Lord of your life, please visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. We have a dedicated webpage which will help you understand who Jesus is, God's plan for sending him to earth, and the purpose of his second coming. 
You know, just a few days ago, we wrapped up our Partners Month celebration, and we heard from several listeners who shared why they had decided to partner with this ministry. And we hope you had a chance to hear those programs. If you didn't, you can go back and listen online on our website. But right now, let's hear from Rabbi once again as he shares a few thoughts about supporting this ministry. Beloved, it's important that we put God first in every area of our lives. It concerns me that it seems that so many people today are trying to use God for an experience, but they're not being obedient. I think of many, many people that are going to churches, they love the worship music, but they're not being obedient to God's word. Jesus said, unless a man picks up his cross, denies himself and follows me, he cannot be my disciple. Sacrificial obedience is the only way to truly walk hand in hand with God. This is why it's important how we handle our finances. Going back to the first book of the Bible with Abraham, all the way through the New Testament, we see that those that truly walk with God honor Him in every area of their lives, including their finances. I wanna just ask you today, if discovering the Jewish Jesus is being used by Father God in your life to be a blessing, would you honor Him with your finances through this ministry? Thank you for your love and for your financial support. You know, at the very core of everything we do and that we'll continue to do is our commitment to teach biblical truth. Rabbi's unique insights into the Old and New Testaments, they bring clarity to God's Word. And we hear from so many people who say that they've never heard the gospel presented in the way that Rabbi presents it. So if you'd like to support this ministry, call 800-777-7835 or text the keyword rabbi to the number 45777. You can also automate your giving monthly online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. It's because of your faithful giving that Discovering the Jewish Jesus that we're broadcasting around the world in places like Africa, Ukraine, Russia, Israel, and beyond. And as a token of our appreciation for your generosity, we'll send you Rabbi Schneider's message of the month. And then for our new monthly partners, we have an additional token of appreciation, an authentic handcrafted shofar made in the promised land. This beautiful instrument comes with a rich wooden display holder and a plaque that reads, and the spirit and the bride say, come. And with the essence of that today, we do say, come back, Lord Jesus. You can sign up to partner with us today online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And now to wrap up today's message on God's purpose for all things from our series, Journeying Through the Book of Romans. With a special blessing, here is Rabbi Schneider. Blessings trump curses. And in the book of Numbers chapter 6, we find the ironic blessing that God commanded Moses' brother Aaron, the high priest, to speak over the children of Israel. There's power in blessing, beloved ones. So take part in receiving Father's blessing upon your life today. Yahweh, 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 
bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. Let our prayer team pray for you. We lift up every individual request before the Lord. Submit your prayer request or testimony at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. That's discoveringthejewishjesus.com. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Be sure to join us again tomorrow when Rabbi Schneider explains the reason you were chosen. That's coming up Friday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Jesus.